Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everyone, and welcome into Attacking Third, a Women's World Cup edition. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined alongside Lisa Carlin and Jordan Angeli, analyst for CBS Sports. On today's show, we are doing a United States Women's National Team World Cup recap for everyone. We're about to spoil it for you. USA coming off of a victory against Vietnam 3-0 to pick up their first points in Group E. So thanks everyone for joining us. We just want to let you know that we are also nominated uh, for best female hosted podcast category in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. I had to plug that. We appreciate everything that everyone does for us. We hope you all enjoy the show enough to nominate us to advance to the final round. So nominate Attacking Third, go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and then toggle on down to the sports category. The whole process takes less than 60 seconds We've included the link in all sorts of areas. So go and find them on socials, find them in our episode descriptions and vote for us and make sure that you tune in and catch us always on Golasso Network Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern for free on Paramount Plus, Pluto TV, the CBS Sports app and CBSSports.com for all things Attacking Third and Golasso Network. Jordan, Lisa, we get to talk about a victory for the United States here. Really quick, just initial feelings. How are we feeling tonight? What are the vibes? Jordan, you first. Oh, my gosh. First, I just thought it's here finally. I feel like we've been waiting for this World Cup for a long time. I don't know why it feels that way. It just felt good to watch the national anthem, to see the players standing up there. I kind of liked the gray hoodies. I know that was a question that was asked. And... Yeah, I was I'm I was pumped to get it started and happy everybody got out unscathed and yeah, just pumped about the win. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I think the unscathed thing is a big one, especially after the first couple of matches that we got to see throughout this World Cup. Chippy, a little intense. We've had penalty kicks in every single World Cup match so far. Um, 
also some misses along the way. Of course, we're going to talk about it. That's one thing that definitely jumped out to me. I can't believe it's finally here. All of our predictions that we have been talking about for months since the roster dropped, who was going to start, what's going to happen. A lot of ours were wrong, I think, <laughs> uh, when, when we looked at that starting lineup and, and kind of who came in. Of course, we got injury updates as as the weeks went on. But imagine, Sandra, think back to like a month ago when we got this the roster, like I, I did not expect Savannah DeMello to start. Um, I know we're going to dive into it, but I'm just so happy it's here. And jazz that people can join us live on YouTube. Thanks, everyone. Um, and for watching this, I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we love to, to connect whenever we get the opportunity uh, with, with the community here. And there's a lot of folks watching. It's a World Cup. It's a big deal. Uh, so we're happy to, to, to do this and sort of have that little bit of a stopgap, right, to kind of give that immediate reaction to everything here. And, and I think, Jordan, I think you, you kind of kicked us off in, in the right area. We got we to gotta keep it with the vibes. We got to talk mm-hmm. about all the pregame stuff. Yes, please. And we, we have to talk about the, the buildup to this game. You know, we... We have been waiting for it for years, it feels like, uh, to this point. But but the team kind of strolling through with a little bit of business energy, you know, handling things. They walked through to this game one in their mm-hmm. Nike fitted mm-hmm. tailor suits. If you're joining us live, we've got some great images here. Look at this fantastic image of some of the players here. we got Crystal Dunn, Megan Rapino, Lynn Williams, Alana Cook hitting the Lynn pose. Williams. Look Come at that. on, girl. You got to love the that's that's how you stand out a little bit. Seriously. The thing, about these, good. the thing about these tailored outfits, um, you got to make them unique. You got to make yourself stand out. So it's like they're all kind of uniform. Right. It kind of gives them that sense of camaraderie. It kind of gives them like a uniform to look. But what makes you stand out? And you see some some of the players rocking with different oh. shoes, different shades, accessories. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love this. We got a little glimpse of it on social media the other day that Nike was creating these custom suits for the players. And selfishly, immediately, I was like, I want one of these. Imagine like (laughs) traveling through the airport in this, like just rocking it. It elevates the game a little bit. And I like, frankly, I like the uniform look a lot. Um, There's still accessories that players can kind of personalize with and and show their personality through it with the sunglasses, the shoes, as you mentioned, Sandra, there's definitely a lot of good looks there, but I like the uniform look. They're a team. They they look intimidating. Imagine them walking onto the pitch like this. Yeah. And Alana Cook looks super fly too. Like these are so, (laughs) these are so cool. Like I just keep looking at each one of those players and thinking how swaggy they all look and you know, look good, feel good, play good. And- okay. I was going to say, is there a moment there where you, where you finally see this, right? It, it's, it, they take it from outside the, the behind the scenes snippets from social media and we get it, we get to see them walking in, in real time, in real action. Is there a moment that pops out when you see that you're just like, oh yeah, they're dressed to win, yo. And that's not even the kit. <laughs> right. It did yeah. feel that. Yeah. I, I honestly thought that because it was like, I mean, the U.S. soccer is doing a lot in New Zealand to make sure that these players feel like they're at home. They, they built a pitch. They brought in modules for the training or for, for like meetings and for to watch film and things like that. And to do this to them while they're already there and to make sure that they're tailored perfectly to fit these players to start the World Cup. Um, it is the, the five star, the gold star treatment for sure that the U.S. players are getting. And yeah, the swagginess gives them swag right into the first game. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, we're talking about this first game. Let's start getting into the to the soccer of it all. Let's start getting into the lineups of it all. Let's start getting into what we saw on the pitch, the X's and the O's. Let's start with reactions to the starting lineup, because I'll just say, I don't know, like you like you mentioned already, Lisa, I don't know if anyone actually predicted this exact lineup. Shout out to you. If you did out there, you can go buy yourself a lotto ticket. Definitely. But we see the starting 11, Alyssa Nair, Naomi Gurma, Julie Ertz, Savannah DeMello, Lindsay Herant, Sophia Smith, Alex Morgan, Andy Sullivan, Crystal Dunn, Trinity Rodman, and Emily Fox. Lisa, first reactions when you saw this drop. So I saw it in a list as yeah. it is. You just put it out like that. And as I'm reading the names, I'm like, Nair, check, Gurma, check, Ertz, check, DeMello. Ooh. Yep. Nice. Interesting. <laughs> and I continue reading. And after I got all the way to the end of Emily Fox, it was in numerical order. I had to go back because I counted four midfielders. Me <laughs> so too. I, went back. I was like, and I was like, how is this going to actually lay out? It wasn't tactical. And I was like, I guess Ertz is going to be our center back. That made the most logical sense. There was no Alana Cook, no Emily Sonnet. Those are the only other two center backs on the roster. Ertz is a, a midfielder by trade and technically listed as a midfielder. But she can slot into that back line. We've seen her do it. And we just saw her do 90 minutes at the end of this game. But that was Honestly, my first reaction, I went, whoa, Savannah DeMello, that's awesome. And then I went, wait, there's four midfielders. <laughs> I, I did the same thing, but I saw DeMello and then I saw Sullivan. And I was like, so develop, DeMello was my like, whoa, okay, that's fun. And then I saw Sullivan and Ertz or Sullivan towards the end. And I'm like, hmm, what's happening here? So I, you know, I think as the game started, wore on or really started and we saw how the U.S. was were playing was playing I I felt like it made sense that Ertz was playing um and we can get into that but I, I thought what a fun thing to do to give DeMello n- not just her first start in a world cup but her first ever start for the U.S. women's national team her second cap. Work. oh my goodness her second cap yeah, but she never started a game and it's so cool Look, yeah. we, look, that send-off match, I think we were all really impressed with DeMello and her play coming off of the bench, kind of giving a little bit of that spark, helping to ignite some things against Wales. So maybe for some folks, kind of with the recency bias, maybe this wasn't a surprise to, to see DeMello inserted into this starting 11. I, I got to say, my, my first reactions, I, of course, I tweeted them out, but I don't know if I can actually say what it was based <laughs> on some of the language that I used on on Twitter. So the we're on the network right now. So I'll just politely say that I was like, this ish looks like fun. And I love that energy. I loved that energy from the coaching staff and these players uh, getting inserted into this lineup. Julie Ertz, uh, it, it brought, it shook my brain a little bit it, it, in a good way, a little bit of a deja vu way in where I said, okay, she's definitely going to be a, a center back. She's going to play defender. We're, we're back in 2015. That actually wasn't too surprising for me seeing Ertz and not seeing Cook. I was like, something's afoot here and we're going to see a duo of Ertz and Girma. And I'm okay with that because let's maybe start getting into, into the game uh, a little bit here. I think going up against Vietnam, some of the narrative, some of the storylines, some of the, let's just be frank, some of the incorrect takes on Vietnam as uh, opposition for match day one uh, was maybe that they, the defense themselves weren't quite going to get a massive attacking test. 
that's something that was out there ahead of this game. And the final numbers ultimately prove that that is correct. No shots on target, no shots, right? That wasn't the type of test that the defense was going to get in this game. But I was looking for how they were going to make sure that they were the extra outlet, how they were going to spearhead attacks. And I think this opening 15 minutes, though, where we could say, look, it's match day one. Jordan, we hung out earlier on attacking third. You alluded to that. Mm -hmm. Those match day one jitters are a real thing. Tell me what you saw in these opening 15 minutes. Well, and you actually chose Naomi Gurma as your player to watch earlier today. And I was like thinking, Sandra, I don't know. Like, she's not going to be challenged. But when you explained it, I, I thought it was a really good call. And as this game played out, it really led to that. But yes, the U.S. started in a 4-3-3, something that we thought that they would do. But really, it was those two center backs who were defending most of the time, and they really were the start of every single attack. So I think that the U.S. did – it took them a little bit to get into the game, as most of these games have. But all you can do in that moment is try to grasp onto any sort of chance. And to get a goal in the first 15 minutes of this game is massive because otherwise – Vietnam starts to get a little bit more confident and they were so good at their defensive. Like I, we can't get too far into this without saying how good Vietnam was in this game. They have been really structured defensively and it makes it difficult. The The United States, I can't think of another time they played a team who man to man marked them uh, once they got to a certain point of the field and, and played with a sweeper and you couldn't quite see it a lot in the, this view, but when, in Vietnam's last game coming into this, they were playing a five-man back line, a five-player back line with a sweeper. And those yeah. other four were man marking. And I think that that's really challenging and difficult because it's hard to manipulate space like that if you don't have a load of third-man runs. It has to be all about the third-man run. And that's, Lisa, exactly how we get the goal is this third man run. And it it all starts in the wide spaces. I I said earlier it was going to be Crystal Dunn in the wide spaces creating, but it was Lindsey Horan. And it was just a thing of beauty. Yeah, it really was. I think when, Jordan, you talk about the defensive structure for Vietnam, um, I – uh, we've talked about this on here, on Attacking Third on Glazo Network. How is the U.S. going to break down a – big intensive block and you're exactly right with five in the back and then four sitting in front of that that's nine players that's difficult to break down and frankly DeMello getting the start she did a really good job centrally of trying to create space for herself go between the lines get on the half turn do what she can to attract players draw space um, and pick up the ball and then move it pretty quickly The the man marking was fantastic throughout this game I I mean, I have to look at the stats and I haven't yet. I apologize, but it felt like Vietnam was winning a lot of the first time challenges, especially in their box. And they're smaller in stature, I'm going to say, a little bit than the United States. Um, And that's something that really, really impressed me. Vietnam came out ready to play and ready to win. And I think they're walking away from this 3-0 loss and being pretty okay, right? I'm sure they would have liked to have a couple back, but um, maybe get a shot on goal. That's something that didn't happen for them. No shots at all for Vietnam, but they've got to be pretty proud of themselves going up against the number one team in the world as debutantes in this World Cup. I, I like what you're you're mentioning here about or alluding to, Lisa, with, with Vietnam and, and how they were kind of 
mapping things out, marking things out against this United States women's national team, not having those immediate stats right away because we're just kind of doing first reactions here. But something that I saw before we hopped on was the aerial duels and how Vietnam apparently won those by just like yeah, Yeah, that's the stat I was looking for, Sandra. Thank you. It looked like that to my naked eye that they were winning those aerial duels. Yeah, no, I it's it's something to you get fixated on those kind of things oh, every yeah. once in a while. You're like, wait a minute, like because once you watch the game and you're you know you're obviously doing the eye test, and then you get the chance to see those numbers at the end of the game, it takes you back a second. You're like, hold on, really? Like, and and that was one of those uh, for for me. It's it's I think that in itself is a little bit of a of a victory for Vietnam to take out of this. You know, those silver linings where they could say, what are some things that we won? in this game. And that is a stat that they're absolutely going to take a look at and maybe try to carry on with them into the next match. But we've got some more to break down. So stick with us right after a quick break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, we're back and we're chatting all things United States Women's National Team Victory Group. E, match day one, three zero result against Vietnam. Sophia Smith, huge, huge day at the office for the U.S. women's national team. Couple of goals, an assist. Uh, we get to see Sophia Smith uh, really kind of make a name for herself to the world. We know what Sophia Smith can can bring. We've been watching this player for quite some time, but there's something about introducing yourself to the world on the international stage and two goals and an assist is quite the way to do it. Kind of just all in that first half. We had some, some lengthy stoppage time periods uh, for, for each half here. And this goal, they had to wait a little while to make sure that it counted. VAR coming through a number of ways uh, in this game with uh with some double checks and some you know questionable time timing and how this is going to go this is that's another thing we there's that statistic around penalty kicks at this point how there's been one in every single game so far in the the world cup and only two have been converted at this point we got to talk about this penalty kick a little bit because for the united states women's national team they're going to look at this game and they're going to say where are some things that we can improve on even though we have the victory and you got to wonder, the co-captain, Alex Morgan, maybe she's going to have uh, something to take a look at. She's going to say to herself, well, let's see how we could do this better going on. What did you guys, what did y'all think of this, uh, this, this moment building up to this penalty, the, the miss, the, the response afterward? Lisa, I'm going to go with you first. It was nearly identical to Canada that we saw earlier in, in this World Cup against Nigeria. Christine Sinclair stepping up to the spot, missing 
um, getting it saved by the the opposition's goalkeeper and then sitting with head in hands. It was like eerily a very similar picture to have Alex Morgan doing that. The, the lead up to the penalty kick, though, Trinity Rodman, huge. I know you just touched on Sophia Smith, a brace and assist in this game. Yeah, she gets the MVP of the stats. And of course, the, the goals don't come without Smith. But Rodman, I think, had a tremendous game, a well-deserved start for her. And, and she continues to just go on and do incredible things for this team off the ball, her defensive work, her vision. She draws this penalty kick. She she drives at the defender inside the 18-yard box, and um, she feels the contact and and goes down after the VAR call. I'm, I'm re-watching it. And I'm like, there's no way they can't call this. Despite who got the ball, whatever happened, there's contact. It's inside the box. I mean, really, really well done by the young player in Rodman. Um, and of course, I wasn't surprised for Alex Morgan to step up, but I don't want this to haunt her, right? Like, that's what I think about. I don't know, Jordan, you tell me, what do you think about like her mindset after you get your penalty kick saved in a moment when you're the one to step up on the spot and, and you could double the lead for your team. With a lot of players, I think maybe it would haunt them, but Alex Morgan is just a goal scorer. And one of the things that you have to be when you're a goal scorer is you have to have short-term memory and you have to let go of things pretty quickly. And I think that she's going to let this go. It didn't cost her team anything. They right. still won. They got a victory. Some really important players contributed. Um, especially Sophia Smith, because if Sophia Smith is going to create a lot of attention, you know, what that's going to do, it's going to free up Alex Morgan a little bit more. So I think that for her, it's not, yeah, is she going to be upset about it? She's probably going to think about it, but by the time tonight rolls around, it's gone. She's not thinking about it again. And I don't think we'll ever see her hit a penalty so poorly. It was just poorly hit. She just did not hit it well. And I, don't think that happens very often. So it's out of sight, out of mind. They they get the the victory. And the front line in general played really well together. Alex Morgan got a wonderful assist, this yes. flick. Yeah. That was just a yeah. thing of beauty to Sophia Smith, who's making that third man, man run I was talking about earlier. Uh, she just did a really good job of occupying center backs, taking space and pressure off of these young wingers. So as much as we're going to talk about that miss or we could talk about that miss, I think we could talk about all the other things that she did that was really helpful for this team. And I, I just don't see it bothering her yep. in the long run. Good. I love, that you, I love that you mentioned that, Jordan, because I always I, ne- I find myself bringing this up nearly every uh, U.S. Women's National Team game when it comes to Alex Morgan. I, I throw it out there and I'm like, hey, where are my stat nerds at? Because I need <laughs> the data for yes. the Alex Morgan getting beat up stat, you know, and just what she brings to, to this team on, on, on the pitch. And and we saw that, you know, a, a bit today because for, for Vietnam and credit to them that with their marking, they definitely were making themselves known anytime a U.S. player was on the ball. In terms of this second half, though, we don't see a lot of immediate substitutions in the half. We get to see this initial starting 11 get a run out and get to continue on what they build. We don't see substitutions come into this game with typically planned window around the hour mark. And there's some pretty big players coming into this game. We're talking Rose Lavelle, Megan Rapino, 63rd minute changes. We get to see Alex Morgan and Savannah DeMello coming out, two players who who had pretty good games for this United States team in that first half. But 
so much has been said about Rose Lavelle and her absence on the pitch hasn't played a competitive match for club or country since about mid-April and Megan Rapino picking up a, a knock a few weeks back in an NWSL game and working her way back into form as well. We get to see the two of them get a run out against Vietnam. Jordan, your thoughts on, on Rapino and Lavelle making their debuts in, in this game? I didn't think Rapino had much of an effect on the game. I, I thought it was a good substitution to get her in. I know Vlatko has a plan for her and how he wants to utilize her. But my goodness, Rose Lavelle, we have missed you. You are such a joy to watch. I mean, she how quick was it? She got like a back heel in as quickly as possible. She's just so smooth on the ball. And it makes it difficult for people to know when to approach her or what, how much space to give her. So um, I, I thought she did a really good job and came in right away and made a really big difference creating in just a different way than DeMello did. And I thought DeMello had a good game, but uh, it's just nice as the U.S. women's national team to know that they have a number of options to come right. into that attacking midfield. Hopefully they can have Rose Lavelle start, but right now they, they just feel look really good uh, with all of the options that they have. You mentioned the back heel from Lavelle. I, I think that's what was very exciting to see, that her immediate impact when she stepped on the pitch. Obviously, her position allows her to be in the center of the action, but she didn't wait for anything to come to her. She was immediately getting into open spaces, going to the ball, wanting to get on top of it. And before we know it, we see her ripping a shot at the top of the 18, ricocheting off the post um, inside the crossbar. It didn't cross the line. VAR gave us a great look at that one. Um, and then, like, flying through the air, looking to get on the end of a, a little cross into the box from Haran, trying to get her head on yeah, it. Head, headings yeah. out her, her strong suit, as we oh, could tell on that head. Has never been. I was like, Rose, you're jumping like five she's, minutes she's too early. Too, way too early, right? <laughs> she timed it better. She probably would have been able to hit it, but I think she was just uh. so eager and excited. Think this is Rose Lavelle, a player that had a breakout World Cup in 2019 that put her on the map. She hasn't played a game since April. She's only been training, had a couple setbacks, as she has just been itching to get back on the pitch. And I, I was a little curious to see how many nerves she would have to shake off, right? We saw that in the first 15 minutes of the game with these players. Rose coming on at, at the hour mark, she didn't look to have any. She was yeah. ready to Oh, calm, cool, and collected. She looked fantastic. Oh, we missed her for sure. She's just a nervy gal, I don't think. Do you think? She's just a nervy gal. She's just like, okay, I'll go. I'll just yeah, do the best. Doesn't give, doesn't give me... Doesn't give me that impression at all. Uh, look, I got, I got to hang out with Rose Lavelle um, in Seattle just before this final World Cup roster was even announced and got a glimpse at just all of the stuff that she was doing behind the scenes in terms of getting herself ready for this World Cup and watching her get into this game wasting zero time making an impact. Just You could just tell that this is a player who has just been itching to get back out there and get the ball at her feet. Excellent to see. And in, in look parallels, right. It's completely different from, um, you know, a player from Lavelle and what she's going to bring to this team in a game versus Rapino, where they've got probably very specific game scenarios in mind and what she's going to do for the team on the pitch, but mostly off the pitch as well for them as the tournament gets a little bit longer. We, we, 
saw some more substitutions take place in this game. This initial starting 11, six players making their first ever World Cup start. And by the end of this game, we got to see eight first-time World Cup debuts for this U.S. women's national team. Let's let's focus on that a little bit. Jordan, going to go to you first. Of these debutantes for the United States, uh, who really kind of had a bit of a breakout game here for you? Um, who do you want to see more from moving forward? We, we talked a lot about the forwards, and we gave Gurma some love. But I'm going to talk about Emily Fox, because I, I think that this is a really interesting game and in how – the outside backs were utilized because of the man marking, but you get glimpses of how they want to operate that they want to provide some width in moments, but also come inside and be creative in other moments. And they both have the capability on the ball through dribbling to do that, both her and Dunn and even the outside backs off the bench. But Fox in particular, I think is going to have a really good world cup because she gives you so many different options and she's good on the ball she showed that tonight. I, I don't think it was like out of this world, Sophia Smith type, like, hey, I, welcome to the World Cup. Here are my goals and assists. But I thought Fox did a good job. She, if the ball did break out, she's collecting it. She's restarting through the center backs. She's getting forward in moments. She's on the dribble, pressing when Vietnam was trying to get out of their defensive third. I'm just excited to see what Emily Fox can do because we've seen so many good outside backs come through this U.S. Women's National Team program, and she has the ability to be one of the best that has ever done it over her time. And I think uh, as this tournament develops and teams give different looks to the United States, we'll get to see uh, really what she's made of. For um, Emily Fox Jordan, I want to ask you, do you think it's kind I mean, it is her tendencies naturally. We've seen that with racing Louisville and now with North Carolina to move more centrally and be a bit inverted and get into the midfield. How do you think that kind of plays into the US's game plan when they have the ball? It depends. I think I think it can work if they're providing width in other areas. I think they were a little new a little too narrow today at times. I don't know if that was the man marking. I think they tend to be a little bit too narrow in moments because both of their wingers want to go 1v1 and dribble at players. So they don't like being super wide. Although I would argue when they're super wide as wingers, they're more effective because they create more space for themselves. But what? We'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how that plays we out. We saw it a little bit in this game on that Lindsay Heron goal. Exactly. So I, I think that it's all, if you're playing in more of a, um, uh, possession style and you want to utilize the spaces in certain patterns of play, then Fox is just going to read what's in front of her. If there's space inside, she has the willingness to go inside and she can be really effective there, but she can also get to the outside and provide little combinations or get to the end line and very good at slotting. I wouldn't say like big services are her forte, but she can slot the ball across with, through good passing, um, so we'll see. I think it also depends on how the team is playing against them right. and what where right. the space is. Yeah, I, I think Fox is a good shout. I mentioned Rodman earlier. Just so impressive. She yes. deserves that start. So she fun. deserves more. Thompson Girl, was good. World Cup. Yeah, Thompson was good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love that you're both mentioning Fox and Rodman because I would even argue that like DeMello and this combination that we saw constantly mm -hmm. from them in this right side and almost centrally at times was delightful. You could just, it's, it's, the kids are all early. right. The it's kids very, are yeah, all very, right. It's very early. But as you could tell, there could be something special here. And I think that's what I'm excited about. 
I know, Sandra, you you gave shouts to Naomi Gurma, and like I've been high on her for months. I love watching this player play, and throughout this game, she just looked so silky smooth on the ball. I mean, it's not like there was loads of pressure, but that's the game that she had to play. It was the ball at her feet, and how can she play make as a center back and and move the ball forward and be calm and controlled under pressure or divert from pressure and and get it out doing those little uh, back and forth passes one two. Um, she did She did well. She looked calm and composed. I was impressed with the, the World Cup players that made their debut. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the bigger uh, silver linings of this all, other than the scoreline, obviously, that I'm sure folks will be fixated on. But we'll take a look at what this all means for the team moving into their next game right after a quick break. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling meeting new friends or just even to master a new skill but it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes that's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back. United States pick up their first points in the world Cup, a 3-0 victory over Vietnam. Match day one is done and dusted for USA. So now they've got perhaps bigger fish to fry, depending on who you ask. They have another game coming on up. Match day two will be against the Netherlands. This one's taking place on July 26, 6 p.m. or excuse me, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm in Chicago, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern for this one. You could catch all the action on Fox, of course. 3-0 against Vietnam, Lisa. What do they take out of this? And 
is it going to be enough when they go up against another top 10 ranked team in the Netherlands? No, this, they cannot play the same way the U.S. played tonight against Vietnam if they want to win and get a shutout over Netherlands. Um, it, it's no knock against Vietnam. It's just different caliber team. And you also think of the rivalry and the history between the Netherlands and the United States 2019 World Cup final rematch game between these two sides. They've they've had the United States number for four years now. And now is the chance for Vietnam to kind of get back into it um, and compete against them. This this looked like a bit of a warm up match, right? We just talked for 30 minutes about how impressed we were with the players and and what happened. There were still moments that can't happen again, right? You look at a missed penalty kick that's not taken correctly. That can't happen. If you get one chance, at which we've seen in some of these World Cup games so far, if you get one chance the United States has to finish it. However, the way that Black Wenonofsky rotated the players throughout this game, I think that's going to help them moving forward, but they've got to level up and they cannot be as frantic in the first 15 minutes and, and they've got to be way more clinical in the final third. Yeah, I look, I don't think any of what you're saying is is unfair at this point. I mean, even just listening a little bit to some of the players and their immediate reaction in these in these post-game exit interviews, whether it was Sophia Smith or Julie Ertz, I believe, who were, were also asked to, to comment on the game. They referenced that. They said, listen, there's some things that we got to tighten up here before we go up against the Netherlands. For Sophia Smith, specifically alluding to the fact that it felt good, that there were, de- she confirmed, there were definite jitters, there were some anxieties. You know, the, the first one is is probably going to be the toughest one. Um, but they, they were happy to get the win and move on from there. And Earth's kind of alluding to some similar things there, saying that they've got to tighten some things up um, as they go on and progress in this group stage. Jordan. I would like to get your thoughts on this as well. What we saw from the United States tonight against Vietnam and how they can spin this forward to their next game against the Netherlands is what they did tonight going to work against a side like the Netherlands. No, but I don't think that the game is going to present itself in any fashion that this game did. So it's, it's like, comparing apples to oranges they're both fruit but they're going to taste completely different and these two games are going to look a lot different I think there are going to be times when Netherlands say come on come break us down figure it out but Netherlands are going to be so tidy on the ball they're going to attack they're going to create space and as they do that the U.S. are going to be able to through defensive Uh, good defensive posture and good defending win the ball back and utilize some more space. So I think we're going to see Rodman in space more in transition, Smith in transition, Morgan uh, could be another player that we could see in those situations as well. It's just going to look very different because the way that you can be a team who comes and plays at you, it's just completely different. So they will need to figure out a way to, break a team down that is in a little bit lower block. I think they need to be better on set pieces yeah. um, in general, because world cups can be won and lost on set pieces. I, I agree on those set pieces. There are so many corner kick chances for the U S that Tran, the, the Vietnam goalkeeper was able to get and punch away. So they've got to be pulled out a little bit more from the, the 
mouth of the goal. Um, that way the U.S. players have a chance to get on the end of them. And, and we saw DeMello taking most of those while mm-hmm. she was in. And perhaps that's the absence of a Lavelle or um, whoever that may be that ends up taking them and just, I mean, guys, her second cap only with this team. So um, <laughs> those are the cobwebs. Um, I want to know from both of you, looking at the way that the, the defensive centrally lined up, right, with Sullivan as the sixth and Germa and Earth as the center backs. I think that trio did really, really well. I think Andy Sullivan had a good game in that midfield centrally. Is that what Black Wanonofsky is going to continue to move forward with? Are we going to see rotation? What do you think is going to happen between those three in that defensive triangle? Andrew, Jordan? I, I think we're going to have to see some rotation. Look, we're talking a little bit about those first game jitters. Uh, Andy Sullivan had some of her own. There was, in fact, even a giveaway or two at some point from Sullivan. And you don't want to see that from what is supposed to be your definitive number six. So I think, obviously, as the course of a game goes on, they get more comfortable. Things feel a little bit more better. You make better decisions. You make better choices. Now, is there enough time between now and going over the footage before we get to Netherlands and see how that happens? I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll all find out. We saw Ertz in this center back position. Is there going to be a conversation out of this game about how that rotation looks? Rotation sometimes looks as if you're just switching positions and not actually taking the week off. So is that conversation going to be actually we're going to switch some things around again? Cook is going to come back into this pack line. We're going to push Ertz higher. I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to see it, though. I really so, It really is interesting because I can't remember the last time the women, the U.S. women went into a World Cup without knowing who their center back partners are. I know. Like, it just, I, I can't even off the top of my brain think of any time that happened. So it's interesting because if you start, you want to get Alana Cook some time. And I think that that is pretty evident with the way that she's played in league play, but also next to Gurma, that that is a good option. Is your choice to do that against Netherlands? That's my only thing. Do you play Ertz next to Gurma with the thought if Sullivan isn't, you know, maybe Sullivan isn't having a good game, you can move Ertz up into the six and you can bring Cook on. Or, because you're probably not starting Ertz at the six. I don't think think so either. And I don't think you're not starting Gurma. No, she's I she's for sure in. He's the star. And it's more who goes alongside her, right? Mm-hmm. Like Germa is a constant. Um, yeah, I think that's a good shout, Jordan, Jordan, to start Ertz as the center back, and then you could always slide her up if you need and put Cook I in. I don't know, but then you also want a lot of Cook. If yeah. if that is going – if she has a good game, then there's your center back pairing. Yeah. You know, you, then you have a little bit more freedom with Ertz. You can even utilize her, you know, in a three back at times if you need to push a little bit higher and get something out of games. That's a hard one. Okay. It's, All right. Yeah. So let, so me, let, me, let, let me ask you this because I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with, with the um, with the debutantes of the United States women's national team. Many of them we saw tonight. Going into this next game against the Netherlands, Sul- Sul- Sullivan included, who are who is the the player of the of the new faces that you believe absolutely needs to be in the starting lineup against the Netherlands? Sophia Smith. Was this like a buzzer who can get there quick? Yeah, Maybe buzz. You didn't buzz. <laughs> buzz. <laughs> Sophia Smith, one hundred percent. I think that you maybe sub her out a little bit earlier, right? Like maybe 
um, at the 60 minute mark, but the way that she started this game to get a goal in the opening 14 minutes, you continue to let her ride that confidence and, and put uh, a little bit of pressure on the Netherlands back line with her movements and, and what she can do. I think she's a starter um, and, and not an off the bench player in this match for me against the Netherlands. Buzz, I'm next. I am going with someone that didn't even play today. I think Lynn Williams gets the start because she is so good defensively and they're going to have to defend every player on the field is going to have to defend this Netherlands squad. And I think that her defensive work rate actually allows her to get into better pockets of space in transition. I think Lynn Williams gets the start in this game against the Netherlands. And the Netherlands doesn't have recent tape on her because we didn't get to see any minutes of her today against Vietnam. I mean, there was a Lynn Williams, Ashley Sanchez, Emily Sonnet and Cook as the center backs, Christy Mewis in midfield, and then two goalkeepers, the the handful of players that we didn't get to see. So it's almost like a secret weapon. Of course, there's tape on Williams from club yeah, play. She scores goals, guys. She scores goals. <laughs> you didn't know. But there's not recent tape on her yeah, and how yeah. she plays with Ertz as a center back. That's unsure. Yeah, I think we're look, I think we're gonna see perhaps that prototypical four three three, but Williams, I sort of feel like has been that um that prototypical kind of winger that has kind of fit into Andonovsky's plans or vision uh, before. Now, will that work against this Netherlands side? We'll have to, you know, stay tuned and find out, but I'm with you hundred percent on, uh, you know, getting Williams in there and, and getting a look and look, I'm, I'm going to be with Guillermo through the entirety of this uh, world. Me Cup. Too. I don't know if that's going to change for me. I'm just going to be riding on your coattails. No, no, I'm with you. I appreciate the, what, <laughs> I appreciate the support, of course. What about Rose Lavelle? We think she gets a start, more minutes? No. no. I think she gets 45, yeah. but it's going to be the second. Look, what, what, what better game plan than to absolutely bring on the player in the second half of a Netherlands game to haunt them as she did in 2019? I think that's an excellent game plan. She might if she can go Sophie 45, the, if she can go 45, give her that second 45. The yeah. little smile that Sophia Smith gave the, the defenders <laughs> haunting them. The haunting, yeah. Rose taught her and she so, wants to do it against the Netherlands. I, I love it. Okay, we've got we've got a couple of minutes here before we close out. So it wouldn't be attacking third if we didn't make some picks. So I'm gonna ask for some predictions. Because I love predictions because I got this one right tonight. I said 3-0. Jitters are going to come into play. It's not going to be a blowout. And that's what happened. So, Lisa, I'll have you start. When it comes to going up against this Netherlands team, what type of results do you have? Because it's the group stage. So we can have a winner. We can have a loser. We can have a draw. Also have a draw. I don't think it's going to be a draw. Um, and I'm, I don't know if this is going to happen. But I want the United States to get another shutout. That is something that I really, really want them to get. Their back line is going to be tested. Alyssa Nair really has not been tested in this game against Wales. She wasn't tested in the warm-up match. I think that she will be tested, and to continue to increase in her confidence, they've got to get a shutout. So that's like my biggest thing that I'm putting out into the universe that I want the U.S. to get. I don't know. I, I like the 3-0 shout on this one. Um, I'll go 4 nil. For the United States, I really want them to get a shutout. Yeah. Okay. Oh Mouth dropped. Can I tell you that Lisa said three to nothing today, and yeah. she was right. So I guess she might be right with that one. But I yeah, just I get- want I, they need them to. I the United States needs goal differential, right? 
I don't know, guys. I no, think not, if Lynn's I mean, art, Lynn is yes going to no. Okay, okay. 4-0, Lisa. Jordan, how about you? One to nothing. Okay, I'm going 2-0. I want the shout-out, too. I want yeah. the shout-out, too. And I hope uh, Alyssa Nair gets it, and I hope Guillermo comes up with the stop. That's a wrap, though. That's it for Match Day 1, United States Women's National Team. Winner, winner, 3-0 against Vietnam. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube, but you can really watch us on Golasso Sports Network, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We'll be back with even more content, so stay tuned for Sandra Herrera, Lisa Carlin, and Jordan Angeli was attacking third. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.